All right, welcome back to chapter 40, Patience with Special Challenges. A lot to cover in this chapter. It's not too long, but a lot of information. Just seeing uh, the overview. All right, case study intro. EMT's Alice Cone and Tristan Mullins arrive on a call for a patient whose home ventilator alarm is going off. They are met at the door by the patient's mother who, ha who says she has tried to determine the problem, but the alarm keeps going off. She tells the EMTs that her 23-year-old son has been ventilator-dependent since becoming a quadriplegic in a car accident eight years ago. What are the first actions that the EMTs should take? What are some special considerations in the assessment of this patient? What kinds of problems should be anticipated? because of the patient's ventilator and paralysis. Remember, pause this video, write those questions down so you can answer them as we go along. Some patients have special health challenges ranging from obesity to homelessness to dependence on medical technology. Medical technology ranges from hearing aids to mechanical ventilators. Advances in medical technology allow people with certain medical problems to live at home. Any number of medical or traumatic conditions can cause a loss of function to a body system. Impairments can result from aging, birth defects, chronic illness, trauma, uh, excuse me, traumas, abuse, neglect, and other causes. Sensory impairments. Sensory impairments include problems with hearing, vision, or speech. Sensory deficits can lead to difficulty communicating. There are steps that can improve communication with patients who have sensory deficits. Hearing impairment. Defi uh, deafness is the inability to hear. Deafness may involve one or both ears. A patient may be partially or totally deaf. Vision impairment may be caused by disease, injury, or degenerative disorder. Problems include glaucoma, diabetic ret uh, retinopathy, um, and cataracts. Vision loss can be acute or gradual. Speech impairment. Articulation disorders are caused by impairment of the tongue or other muscles. <clears throat> the patient cannot pronounce words correctly. Can result from learning words incorrectly or from hearing impairment. Sometimes I think I have a speech impediment when I try to pronounce some of the words in this class. Voice production disorders occur from damage to the larynx or vocal cords. The sounds produced may be harsh, hoarse, of unusual pitch, or have nasal distortion. You can tell the uh, uh, this will be uh, prevalent. People have really severe colds, but some people have it that's permanent. So, Accommodations for patients with sensory impairments. For hearing impairments, make sure hearing aids are available and turned on. Make sure the patient can see your face, face and communicate in writing if you need to. Use a sign language interpreter if it's available. Vision impairment. Speak clearly. Explain what you are going to do before you do it. Transport service animals if possible. That means if a patient has a service animal, please transport the animal with them. If necessary, allow the patient to place their hand on your arm or shoulder to guide them. For the visually impaired patient, speak clearly and always explain what you're going to do. Speech impairment. Ask questions that allow the patient to answer in a few, as few words as possible. Do not finish the patient's words or statements for them. A speech impairment does not reflect cognitive ability. It doesn't mean they're stupid. It just means they have a speech impediment. Uh, mental or emotional impairments. 
um, a patient with a psychos with psychosis struggles with interpreting reality and may not communicate effectively with you. Uh, a patient with an extreme emotional dysfunction such as depression or anxiety might not be able to focus on your questions or respond appropriately. Developmental disabilities interfere with how a body part or system operates, can involve the brain, spinal cord, nervous system, and endocrine system, can cause speech impediments, behavioral disorders, language difficulties, and movement disorders. A person with Down syndrome may have numerous disabilities but can participate in normal activities with help from family members. Remember we talked about in chapter 38 where we need to have the caregivers assist us. That may be the case in this. Not all patients with Down syndrome uh, have trouble functioning. Some of them are very high functioning. Autism and EMS. To better understand the autism patient, keep in mind the following. Autism is identified by patient behavior. Patients might not communicate with you. Patients may develop a seizure disorder. They may have a difficulty, uh, difficult time reading facial expressions. Patients may have altered sensations. They are prone to positional asphyxia. Autism Spectrum Disorder Foundation makes recommendations concerning the provision of emergency care. Accommodations for patients with mental, emotional, or developmental impairment include the treatment, uh, excuse me, include treat the patient with respect, rely on caregivers for information if needed, compare the patient's behavior to what is normal for him, provide clear explanations. Patients are sensitive to tone of voice and body language, establish trust, avoid loud noises or extreme light, uh, lighting changes. Um, I taught a, an autistic um, boy one time. And he was his freshman year of high school, and I got a lot of information about how he has, um, he, he won't look at you, he won't uh, talk to you, he mumbles, that sort of thing. He was even in speech therapy. Um, he had an issue with women. He did not like women telling him what to do. Um, and I, I just read up a little bit on autism. I took some advice from some people who have dealt with autistic children. And by the, the mid, mid part of the year, by midterm, he would, he would come in first hour, this hour with me, and he'd, he'd come in the classroom, and he'd just, hey, Mr. Martin, how you doing? He'd have just, just completely uh, coherent speech, and he'd look straight at me, and he'd be dancing around, and just, it was crazy. Um, by the end of the year, they did an evaluation. They came and observed him in one of the lessons, and uh, the lady told me afterwards, she said, if... Uh, if she wouldn't have known who he was, she would have never been able to pick out the autistic child in the group. So um, autism uh, is 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 um, sensitive, but uh, also some some people have more uh, severe levels of autism. But you just need to be um, sensitive to the fact that they are autistic and um, get on their level and just do what you have to do. But you know, be cautious and and things like that. You just don't want to upset them because it's hard to get them calmed down once they're upset. So. Um, just be just be careful. Um, some of you may have autistic siblings or, or whatever family members that you might know how to better um, deal with autistic people. And if that's the case, then then you should um, share that with us in the group. That would be great information. Patients with brain injuries. Brain injuries can result in permanent damage. There may be changes in cognition, learning ability, emotions, and motor function. Causes include infant abuse, meningitis, encephalitis, and traumatic head injury. Um, one of my church deacons fell off a 10-foot ladder, hit his head, 
and it was uh, two months before he was cognitive again of what who he was and what was going on because he had a hematoma, a subdural hematoma, and was putting pressure on the brain. Cerebral palsy, uh, motor impairments arise early in development. The degree of impairment varies. There is difficulty controlling muscles, and there may be stiffness and contractures. Facial grimacing may occur. In some cases, there is cognitive impairment. There may be communication difficulties. Uh, disability from traumatic brain injury varies. Um, we had a patient who had a TBI, and um, he, he was prone to seizures, and it eventually killed him. Uh, disability ranges from mild speech impairment to being unresponsive and ventilator dependent. Accommodations for patients with brain injuries. Distinguish between the baseline condition and acute changes. Be aware of and manage any technology like pumps, ventilators, or catheters on which the patient relies. Paralysis. EMTs may respond to patients who have been paralyzed from past trauma or strokes. Paralyzed patients are prone to a number of problems related to technology dependence, pressure sores, and infection. You'll see a lot of this in uh, your nursing home patients because um, they literally sit in beds all the time. So. Patients with paralysis or muscle weakness may want you to arrange for transport of their assisting devices such as wheelchairs or canes to the hospital. If it's a critical care patient, then you're probably most likely going to have a critical care truck go out there and transport the patient, especially if they're on a ventilator. But you could be um, an EMT basic on that truck with a critical care paramedic, so don't, don't think that you won't ever experience that situation. Um, a paraplegic displays paralysis from the waist down. Follow protocols regarding transportation of wheelchairs. For ventilator-dependent patients, keep the ventilator settings as you find them. You may need to suction the breathing tube or stoma. Be alert to the possibility of urinary catheter. Keep the catheter bag below the level of insertion. So don't raise it up higher than the bladder because it'll go back into the bladder. Make sure feeding tubes and colostomy bags are secured and the family is usually knowledgeable about how to best move the patient because they deal with the patient every day so please take their um, their advice in, in the consideration all right obesity bariatrics is a branch of medicine that deals with the management of obese patients a person who is 20 percent or more of their ideal weight is obese a person who is more than 50 percent to 100 percent over their ideal weight is more than a or more than 100 pounds over their ideal weight is morbidly obese. Effects of excess weight on the body systems. And here you go, you can look at these. I'm not going to read them all to you. Um, but there's some very serious um, effects that can happen on the body, okay? Assessment and care of the obese patient follows normal format, but modifications may be required because of the patient's size. Um, obese patients can have difficulty breathing in a supine position if the patient is unstable to protect their own airway. Position the head in a neutral position. You may need to place folded towels or, or bath blankets beneath the shoulders and the neck. When the airway is insured, turn your attention to oxygenation and ventilation. Um, ventilating the patient, pay particular attention to adequacy of respiratory rate and tidal volume. Positive pressure ventilation of obese patients is more difficult. 
Lifting and moving obese patients requires the assistance of an adequate number of providers. Obese patients may exceed the structural limitations of standard ambulance cots and may require the use of a bariatric device. And there's your bariatric device. Um, ramps and, and, and stretchers that are that are big enough to um, lift the patient, put them in the ambulance safely. Okay. All right, homelessness and poverty. Factors that contribute to homelessness include poverty, substance abuse, lack of affordable housing, mental illness, returning to society after being in prison, domestic violence, mortgage foreclosure, forced eviction, natural disasters. Issues associated with homelessness increase risk of violence and abuse, and increase risk of illness and disease, discrimination from others, and reduced access to health care. Risk of violence and abuse, risk of illness and disease, um, reduced access to health care, limited or no access to education, limited access to modern com communications, and is not seen as suitable for employment. EMS is often summoned to street corners and other public places to care for a homeless patient. Um, places where the homeless may find refuge include abandoned buildings, public places, parks, train or bus stations, airport and college campuses, vehicles, improvised uh, shacks or sleeping bags, unoccupied houses, and homeless shelters. Patients in poverty may face many of the same issues as the homeless, including accidental trauma, physical abuse, crime, chronic medical conditions, limited access to health care and medications, People who fall below the poverty level are at a great risk for illness and injury because of the environment in which they live and a lack of resource in which to seek primary medical care. Do not be judgmental and display respect, please. Be an advocate. Realize the patient may need your help. Become familiar with resources in your community. Abuse. Abuse is an action or failure to act that results in unreasonable suffering, harm, or misery to a person, whether physical or mental. Abuse transcends all age, gender, race, and socioeconomic groups. Children, children, elders, and domestic intimate partners are some of those who may be abused. All right, click on the problem that is least likely to be associated with homelessness. Least likely. Okay, we chose C. We will be correct. Homelessness is more likely to be associated with poor nutrition than with obesity. All right, human trafficking. You might be the only hope for a victim and have only one opportunity to save this individual from human traffickers. The victim of human trafficking, common characteristics of uh, victim of human trafficking can be men or women, adults or children, um, runaway and homeless youth, victims of domestic violence, victims of sexual assault, Victims of social discrimination, victims of war or conflict. Common settings will be prostitution rings and escort services. Pornogra pornography industry, stripping or exotic dance clubs, massage parlors, agricultural farms or ranches, factories or sweatshops, hotels, nail salons, home cleanings. Uh, control physical or psycholo uh, psychologically, physically or psychologically by someone at the scene. Doesn't have the ability to leave. All information is provided by someone else. No identification. 
few or no personal possessions. When I was a policeman, I, I dealt with a lot of human trafficking, and all of these are correct. All of these are correct. Psychological and behavioral clues to help identify a victim of human trafficking exhibits a feeling of helplessness, shame, guilt, self-blame, or humiliation, has an eating or sleeping disorder, is addicted to drugs or alcohol, appears to be emotionally numb, shows evidence of trauma bonding with the trafficker. That means um, no matter how much they may get beaten by this person, they, they're still bonded with them and they're not going to go against them, and it's a shame. could also be called the Stockholm Syndrome. Can look that up too. Uh, signs of physical abuse, chronic back, visual, or hearing problems, skin or respiratory conditions, disease such as tuberculosis and hepatitis, clearly visible tattoos, inappropriate clothing for the weather, big one, uh, EMS management for suspected victim of human trafficking, uh, ensure the scene is safe, provide emergency care for any illness or injury according to your protocol. If you cannot transport the victim, contact local law enforcement. The victim of domestic violence. Women who are, at, who are at the highest risk of being subjected to domestic violence are separated or divorced, minorities, disabled, pregnant, cohabitating with the same sex partner. The abuser typically isolates the victim. The types of domestic abuse will be the use of physical force, the use of derogatory terms, threat and de uh, degrading behavior, sexual activity with the victim without consent, victim not permitted to practice religion, and financial or material control. The cycle of violence. Phase 1, the tension between the victim and the abuser increases. Phase 2, the violence occurs regularly, increases in frequency and severity. Phase 3, referred to as the honeymoon phase, in which the abuser apologizes, sometimes buying the victim gifts. Assessment findings of domestic abuse will be physical findings, trauma, emotional and psychological, psychiatric, and sexual. Approaching the scene and victim of domestic violence. Ensure the scene is safe before entering. Do not confront the abuser or the victim. Do not get between the abuser and the victim. Do not allow the abuser or victim to get between you and the door. Domestic violence scenes are very, very dangerous, folks. I can only say, I can only stress that enough. Domestic violence scenes are very, very dangerous. If at any time you feel unsafe, you need to leave that scene. When away from the abuser, ask the victim about the abuse. An example of this kind of question could be, violence against women has become a health issue. I ask all my female patients if they have ever, been, if ever experienced any abuse. Have you been abused as a child or adult? Preserving evidence and documentation. Do not destroy any possible evidence. On your patient care report, perform the following. Include the location and description of injuries. Report the mechanisms of injury. Note any injury patterns. And objectively note any comments made by the victim. Technology dependence. Many patients who once required hospital care can now be cared for at home, in part due to medical technology. Technology may be life-enhancing or life-sustaining. The reasons EMS may be summoned include failed equipment, a change in the patient's clinical condition, the patient experiencing some other emergency. EMTs must have a basic understanding of the technology a patient is using. You will often have to rely on the patient for their care or their caregivers for specific information about the equipment. 
The patient's primary health care provider can usually provide information about the equipment on which the patient relies. Questions to ask about technology include, where can I get device information? What does this device do? Can I replicate its function if it fails? Will the device have an effect on the assessment or findings? Has this problem ever occurred before? How was it fixed? Has, has someone tried to remedy the issue? Focus on these tasks, keeping the airway open, establishing and maintaining adequate ventilation, maintain adequate oxygenation and support circulation as needed. Okay, case study, Alice and Tristan find an alert 23 year old who is ventilator dependent but can speak by plugging their tracheostomy tube. The patient's skin is hot and as the EMTs begin their assessment, uh, the high pressure alarm goes off on the ventilator. What does the high pressure alarm signify? What are possible causes of high pressure alarm? How can the EMTs assess the patient and their device for, their, for those causes? What should the EMTs do with the ventilator as they prepare the patient for transport? Again, pause the video, write these questions down so you can answer them as we go along. Alright, medical oxygen. Home oxygen equipment is similar to what you are used to. Oxygen may be supplied from a cylinder, oxygen concentrator, or liquid oxygen system. Okay, common technical problems with oxygen systems. The problem, oxygen not flowing freely, faulty tubing, check for obstruction or replace the tubing. It could be a, a dirty or plugged humidifier, remove the oxygen supply, clean and refill with sterile water, or replace the pure uh, pre-filled bottle. Buzzer goes off on an oxygen concentrator. The unit is unplugged. Check the plug. If there's a power failure, check fuses, circuit breaker, or in, in cases of power outages, use the backup oxygen tank until power is restored. Oxygen tank empties too quickly or hisses. There's a leak in the tank. Open all windows, extinguish all flames, and summon help from the fire department, EMS, and or supplier. Remember, oxygen is flammable. And it's, I don't know what it is about patients who are on oxygen. They will still smoke cigarettes, okay? So please extinguish all flames if there's a leak. Apnea monitors. Apnea means absent breath, absent breathing. Uh, designed to constantly monitor the patient's breathing and, and emit a warning signal should breathing cease. May also monitor the heart rate. Used for some babies, especially premature and newborns. Determine how long the monitor has been emitting an alert. Determine whether the caregivers have performed any interventions. If the patient is breathing normally, provide oxygen to the infant and transport them to the hospital for evaluation. Pulse oximetry. It may be used at home by patients with apnea monitors or respiratory problems. Treat the patient for presenting problem. Apply the pulse oximetry, oximeter from the ambulance. Ascertain what interventions, if any, were done. Tracheostomy tubes. A tracheostomy is a surgical opening in the trachea to provide an alternative route for airflow, bypassing the nose and the mouth. A tracheostomy may be temporary or permanent. A permanent opening is a stoma. A tracheostomy tube is placed into the tracheostomy to keep the patient to, uh, to keep it uh, patent, keep the airway patent. The tube may be single or double lumen. Uh, a patient with a tracheostomy may or may not be able to speak. Emergencies include tube obstruction by mucus or dislodge inner cannula. Here's tracheostomy tubes for older children and adults, outer cannula and inner cannulas. So look at these as common occurrences. 
the suction tracheostomy tube. Measure the depth of the insertion for the suction catheter by comparing it to the tracheostomy tube obturator. Uh, apply suction. Slowly withdraw the catheter while twisting it between your fingers. Rinse the suction catheter with sterile water between attempts. There we go. Use a soft suction catheter to clear blood or secretions from the tracheostomy tube. CPAP and BiPAP. Continuous positive pressure airway. Positive airway pressure, bi-level positive airway pressure. Both provide therapeutic back pressure during respiration. Some CPAP and BiPAP machines also allow the administration of oxygen during their use. Keep the bronchioles, they keep the bronchioles open during exhalation, which improves oxygenation and ventilation and decreases the work of breathing. It is commonly used by patients with COPD or sleep apnea. Home medical ventilators. Patients may, be depend, may depend on a ventilator because of nervous system disorders, neuromuscular disease, or other problems. Home units vary in size. They can vary significantly in cost and sophistication. Mechanical ventilators. Settings include rate, tidal volume, and in some cases, the amount of oxygen provided. The tubing, called the ventilator circuit, attaches to the patient's tracheostomy tube. A high-pressure alarm is activated when the pressure needed for the lung inflation exceeds the pr present value. Causes include secretions, including the tracheostomy tube, kink ventilator circuit, or tracheotomy tube movement. A low-pressure alarm is activated when the tidal volume falls between 50 and 100 milliliters below the set tidal volume. So if you set it at 500 and it falls 50 to 100 below that, the alarm will go off. This indicates a problem in the breathing circuit such as a disconnected segment or a leak in the tracheostomy tube cuff. Apnea alarm. Some patients on a ventilator may, may have some respiratory effort, and the ventilator is set to trigger when the patient takes a breath. The apnea alarm triggers when the patient stops breathing. A, a low FiO2 alarm occurs when the oxygen is disconnected or depleted. Ventilator alarms can present a change in the patient's clinical condition or a problem with the ventilator. Troubleshoot the patient and the ventilator. Accommodations for patients with airway or respiratory devices. Because the device is used to support or replace lost function, you must assess its adequacy in doing so. You also will perform your usual primary assessment history and physical exam in the usual order. Accommodations for patients with airway or respiratory devices, you may need to suction a tracheostomy tube. For patients with ventilators, troubleshoot both the device and the patient. If the ventilator provides adequate ventilation, allow it to do its job. If the ventilator does not provide adequate ventilation, you will need to use a bag valve mask device. Ensure you have adequate help to move the patient and the ventilator. You can ventilate a patient with a tracheostomy by attaching the bag mass device to the tracheostomy tube with a 15 or 22 millimeter adapter. Vascular access devices. Patients may have a vascular access device or VAD from chemotherapy, dialysis, total parental, uh, excuse me, parenteral nutrition, or antibiotic therapy. VADs may be placed in various uh, variety of locations. The device may have an external catheter portion or may be a port implanted under the skin. 
central intravenous catheters, long, thin, hollow catheter inserted into a vein of the arm, neck, or subclavian vein just below the clavicle. Central venous lines, port secured to the anterior chest just below the clavicle, and an implanted port surgically placed beneath the skin. There's some locations for these catheters. Combinations for patients with vascular access devices, obstruction by a blood clot may occur. Patients may take anticoagulants, uh, which is uh, like aspirin is an anticoagulant. You know what that does, and you should. Air embolism may occur. Note any bleeding or signs of infection. The EMT does not access the vascular access devices for medical medication administration. Vagus nerve stimulator. Implanted device found in patients with a seizure disorder. Accommodations for patients with a VNS. If a patient is actively seizing or feels if they are about to have a seizure because of an aura, a special magnet can be passed over the device to trigger it to deliver a burst of electrical energy. Renal failure and dialysis. Acute renal failure occurs when there is a rapid loss of renal function. ARF is often reversible. Chronic renal failure occurs when there is a progressive loss of kidney function over a period of months to years. Dialysis removes the buildup of toxins the kidneys can no longer filter. Hemodialysis. The blood is extracted from the body and sent through a machine called a dialys dialyzer. Wow. Here, I told you I couldn't pronounce words. Dialyzer. Dialyzer. The procedure is performed in a dialysis center. It requires a dialysis shunt to remove the blood from the body and return it. Peritoneal dialysis. Fluid is placed in the peritoneal cavity through a port where it acts to remove waste and then emptied from the peritoneal cavity. Dialysis can be performed at home, but it is less effective. Accommodations for patients on dialysis. If a patient is receiving dialysis at a facility and is still attached to the dialysis machine, do not attempt to remove the patient prematurely. Only dialysis center staff should remove the patient from the machine. Patients with peritoneal dialysis may develop peritonitis or inflammation at the insertion of the site or catheter, or the catheter may be dislodged. Gastrointestinal and genitourinary devices, uh, feeding tubes, they are used to provide nutrition to patients who cannot chew or swallow. Feeding tubes include uh, nasogastric tubes, orogastric tubes, gastric tubes, and jejunal tubes. For long-term nutritional support, a feeding tube may be surgically inserted through the abdominal wall and directly into the gastrointestinal system. Ostomy bags. A surgical opening through the abdominal wall to which the section of bowel is diverted so that the fecal material is directed outside the body into the back. And there we go. We see the different locations of the colostomy. Urinary tract devices are urinary catheters used to empty the bladder when there is a urinary tract dysfunction. Urinary tract devices, device types, uh, a texas is an external catheter, a foley is what you'll see most of the time is an indwelling through the urethra, Superpo uh, suprapubic 
is surgically inserted through the abdominal wall. An external urinary catheter is what it looks like. And a Foley catheter is inserted through the urethra. Accommodations for patients with gastrointestinal genitourinary devices. Problems include obstruction, infection, and displacement. If a device is dislodged, do not attempt to replace it. Drain catheter bags prior to transport and document the appearance and amount of urine. Keep the catheter bag lower than the site of insertion. Intraventricular shunts. Hydrocephalus occurs when excess cerebral spinal fluid accumulates which can cause increased intracranial pressure. And intraventricular shunt allows the excess fluid to drain. There you go. Um, it allows the excess cerebral spinal fluid to drain from the brain to a site in the neck, heart, pleural space, or abdomen, or into a reservoir beneath the scalp. Poor baby. Uh, complications include infection, shunt occlusion, and subdural bleeding. Infections may present with malaise, fever, and headache. Shunt obstruction causes the following signs of increased intracranial pressure. Headache, seizures, vomiting, altered mental status, sensory or motor dysfunction, respiratory depression, pupil changes, increased blood pressure. Uh, accommodations for patients with intraventricular shunts. Initial complaints include confusion, difficulty with simple tasks, and headaches. Manage the airway and if breathing is inadequate, provide positive pressure ventilation with oxygen. Terminally ill patients. The life expectancy of a terminally ill patient is generally six months or less. Patients may receive uh, palliative care. Hospice is a philosophy uh, of care aimed at palliation of symptoms. Uh, for patients who support for their families. Uh, patients receiving hospice care often uh, are ill with the following. Cancer, AIDS, Alzheimer's, cystic fibrosis, conge uh, congestive heart failure, and COPD. Provide emotional support. If there is confusion, determine the patient's and the family's intent. A desire to not be resuscitated does not mean the patient does not want comfort care. Our conclusion, the patient has a pulse oximetry reading of 90%. Alice checks the ventilator circuit and finds no obstruction, and the patient's mother reports that she just suctioned the tracheostomy tube. Alice listens to the patient's long sounds and determines that they are diminished on the right side with some crackles and wheezing in the right lower lobe. The patient's ventilator does not have an FiO2 setting. The EMTs leave the ventilation rate and tidal volume at their current setting. When the engine crew arrives, the EMTs temporarily disconnect the ventilator and ventilate the patient by bag valve mask as they move him to the ambulance, where they plug in and reconnect the ventilator. They transport the patient to the hospital where he is admitted and treated for pneumonia. Our summary is the patients can present with a variety of challenges such as sensory impairment, obesity, poverty, and homelessness. You must understand that the needs of the, these patients and variations in assessment findings and emergency care. Home medical devices are becoming more uh, commonplace. Use patient and patients and caregivers as resources for information. 
support the patient's lost functions, and intervene with equipment only if there is a malfunction. All right, we'll see you next time.